Okay, y'all, we are finally back. We are so sorry. I mean, honestly, we said we'd have a schedule and life just keeps finding its way into interrupting that schedule. I am, I, that's that's all I have on that one. But um, we're back. We're back. And today we're going to talk about beauty and beauty standards and just, you know, like our, our thoughts on that particular topic. Because I think that's really interesting, especially given like the new day and age that we're in with social media and all of that and how that may influence how we perceive others, how we perceive ourselves, these, you know, new black girl magic movements and things to encourage us to you know, love ourselves. I, I think that's that's to be a pretty interesting topic. And we'll talk about some other social media stuff that has been rather interesting. Yes, yes. All right. So we won't hold you any longer. Why don't we just go ahead and get right on to it? We chosen. We chosen. And so let's talk beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. I have some interesting thoughts on the topic, or at least, you know, from my own experiences, uh, I think I have something, something of value to add to this conversation. I would think so, because, like, you're really into makeup. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And my ass is really into uh, getting dressed. (laughs) Okay, well, why don't we first... um... But where does that start? I think what an interesting place to start is how did we come to know ourselves as the beautiful people that we are? Great question. That's an awesome question. Yeah. Um, I did a reflection, let's say, I want to say that was maybe like three, four, five, maybe a month ago. Um, I did a reflection on myself. Um, you know, I'm, I've been on Instagram and I'd like to consider myself a, a, a fake Instagram model. Mm-hmm. Or at least I, I, I aspire to be. And with that, you just kind of have to appreciate your beauty, whatever that may be. And so as I put up a picture, you know, um, my hair is natural. And with my particular hairstyle, it wasn't always appreciated. Can I just say, like, what my hairstyle is? Sure. All right, so I have locks. I've been having locks for 20, I want to say, let's see, for 22 years now. And basically, 22 years ago, that shit was not in style. Mm. Like, it's really a trend now. Like, people are actually wanting to get faux locks. People are making faux locks for sale. Um, but it just wasn't that way at one point. And so of course I was like the per the, the, um, the brunt of everybody's jokes. Uh, it was a lot of African booty scratches going on, thrown around. Um, where do you come from? Are you from Jamaica? Are you Rastafarian? All of this stuff. Wow. Yeah. So I had like a lot of, um, misconceptions about my beauty and what I looked like. And I think if it wasn't for like my mom who had locks and being around a community of people who also had locks, I probably would have like a uh, body dysmorphia or something like some sort of body image issue. So did you went, so if, if it was, so you're about six or seven years old when you locked up then so did you choose did your mom choose like how did that how did you guys come to the decision that locking your hair was going to be the thing um so she would comb my hair I have the nappiest of the nappy um what would you call that what is that um kinky I mean and I don't I think we should also to take nappy back because nappy isn't like nappy is definitely has a negative connotation however I mean nappy also means kinky also means just thick coily hair is i mean and that's a beautiful head of hair to have so yeah but it definitely has negative connotations yeah def- nappy definitely has negative connotations but i mean you could have you know really I, and i and i'll take that back because i don't want to make fun of or use anyone else's kind of what hair situation as like one is better than the other or anything like that but let's just say nappy isn't bad nappy isn't bad but when you look it up on the internet it is actually a piece of toweling or other absorbent material wrapped around a baby's bottom. What? Oh, a nappy? 
Oh, you talk like you know that's what they say in like I England that, that it's they a call baby's diaper. They call diapers nappies in um the UK. Like, where is the regular nappy word? But back to your head. Anyways, <laughs> so I digress all the time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I what do you call that? 5C hair? What what kind of hair is it? It would be 4C. 4C? Mm-hmm. All right. So I believe I have 4C hair. Um, it just literally will like come together like a fist and just mat up and to get it apart, it needs to be wet for sure. And then you need to comb vigorously and it would hurt me so bad that eventually my mom just asked me if I wanted to get locks and I was like, yes, thinking that it would be an easier and not so painful process. And I was wrong, but she also had locks. So that did influence me. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, but, um, you know, since then, as I grew into my locks, as I matured, um, I became not so much like the, the joke or the person who was odd or the person who wasn't from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. I became more so of like, oh, she's interesting. She's different. Okay. Um, and I think it was at that point, probably in high school, um, that I sort of grew into myself. Gotcha. And just accepting my beauty. Because, like, I, I think I said this to you before. Like, when I look in the mirror, I don't see Chimmy with locks. I just see Chimmy. So, oh, I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you have it. Well, I mean, I figured somebody knew. But... Okay, I just see Duffy with locks. <laughs> so, um, there you have it. Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's interesting that we would start with hair. Because hair also plays, a, like, a very big role in my uh journey to Mm -hmm. loving me and loving you know everything about me and I love how you got to that point in high school where it was at high school that I was probably I guess I would say maybe at like the lowest of the self-esteem really yeah so um I for the longest time growing up I never perceived myself as an attractive girl um I was, you know, really scrawny and uh, there was nothing, I guess, particularly interesting about my face and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, you got to think about the influences of like colorism and um, European beauty standards and the role that they played in this because it wasn't explicitly, you know, told to me that I was unattractive or anything like that, even though I have a funny story about that, but I'll tell it in a second. But um it it was basically like I wasn't light enough. Um, I didn't have any unique or exotic features that would make me stand out. I was skinny. So not only don't I, do I not have the black girl shape, but I also don't have any particular aesthetic that would make me desirable as a black girl. Hmm. Um, and so, like, I have one of my older sisters. Like, she has really pretty almond-shaped eyes. And sometimes, like, I would when I was younger, I would, like, just look, stand in the mirror and, like, kind of pull my eyes a little bit to the side and wonder, like, what would I look like if I had my sister's eyes? or um my best friend who is um a beautiful beautiful person and um like never ever been like jealous or anything of her but sometimes I would wonder like would I get as much attention if I had green eyes like her or if I was fair skinned like her you know and so the one thing that I clung to uh, growing up was the fact that I always had a head full of hair. Like even when it wasn't at its longest, I still had yes. pretty hair. And um, but for the most part, I would say, particularly in high school, my hair was like long, you know. And so that made me the anomaly. That was the thing that kind of. I guess set me apart was that oh I was the black girl with long hair because you know a lot of people believe that we can't grow hair past an inch or whatever and we need weave or we need this that and the third and there's nothing wrong with extensions I I loved extensions at one point but now I find that I just can't sit still long enough for somebody to put them in and I don't keep them in long enough yeah um for the investment that's why I want a wig (laughs) but um yeah no I was I really clung to my hair so it wasn't until um, around maybe my senior year, at least maybe my first... In fact, it wasn't even senior year. It was definitely more so at the point when I became a freshman in college. Because I also attributed like a lot of... like, Or I would measure my attractiveness by how much attention 
I was getting. So kind of back to that funny story. Like, I remember in seventh grade, I had this crush on this guy. Um, I won't say names and things like that, but, like, had a crush on this guy. Uh-huh. Go for it. And he, um, there was another girl that um, I, we all went to, so we'd gone to middle and high school together. Um, but I had a crush on this guy, and this other girl had a crush on this guy too. And I remember and there was another girl, I think she asked him, oh, well, what do you think of girl A? We'll go, I'll be girl B, another girl will be girl A. So, oh, what do you think of her or whatever? And it was like, oh, she's cute. I like her or whatever like that. And then I think, you know, it was like, oh, well, what do you think of girl B? What do you think of Brie or whatever? And it was like, ugh, you know, and that got back to me. And I remember I had written him a note and I heard that he had tore it up in the hallway or oh, laughed no. at it in front of his friends. The rejection. Right, you know? And so, like, I, you know, I would see other girls getting boyfriends and getting, you know, all of this, like, kind of just people paying them attention and all that kind of stuff. And it just, I just did not feel good about myself. So, I the transition into loving myself did a partially play like a part of that was coming into undergrad and being in this beautiful black space and seeing black guys actually paying attention to an array of different kinds of black girls like there wasn't like the standard black girl that everybody pays attention to in high school anymore because it was only four to pick from kind of thing anymore whatever it was like Guys who would have probably, I would have probably never thought paid attention to me would actually, you know, like, look my way. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I am attractive. Maybe it's, you know, I just, it's not just my hair, you know, like, you know, or whatever. And so, yeah, no, it took me a while. But apart, once that kind of phase kind of got, like, once I started realizing that, you know what, I have so many other beautiful things about me. Because I kind of felt like I had, like, a good personality and all that anyway. But it was, like, beyond just looks. Like, I'm a good person. I'm a genuinely, like, just well-rounded, kind, nice person. And you know what? When I look in the mirror, I am beautiful. I am beautiful enough. And so over those four years of school and whatnot, just kind of learning about myself. And, like, I went natural in college. That year after my, um, yeah, yeah, it was, like... Uh, probably spring of my freshman year because I didn't have enough money to get a relaxer. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, hey, I can just keep getting depressed or whatever. And next thing you know, uh, I'm natural. Yeah. <laughs> Never went back. So That's uh, very interesting because yeah. it's like, I feel like we all, maybe we all don't have all these rejection stories, but I feel like a lot of us have these like childhood rejection stories. And I think that um the best way to teach your kids to have a positive self-image is to explicitly teach them. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, because I think there's that's just important. so many influences. Um, my mom always recalls like this this time when I actually wanted my locks cut. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a moment where, where a lot of people in my little community were cutting their locks. And so me around all of these girls this had to been had to have been around like when i first started middle school Mm -hmm. um me being around all these girls none of them had natural hair Mm -hmm. you know let alone locks and then the people like who were around me who were deciding to cut their locks because of getting into fights um always having to defend themselves always uh having to be compared to other people um even that like the situation where the young girl who was at school they were telling her you know she couldn't wear her braids a lot of schools were not down with kids having locks and still aren't um so at that time I just didn't want them anymore and like my mom really had to encourage me and like do my hair in different ways that's when she started like curling my hair braiding my hair um putting my hair in french twists doing all kinds of stuff with my locks Mm -hmm. because of like this self-image issue that I began to have so she really boosted me up so I think it's the best way to really help your kids with their image because even though there's a lot of women with with natural hair makeup is literally the new craze and these kids are like young wanting to have on makeup because they want to filter their face no pun intended um to look like this beauty standard. 
Right. And I mean, as long as I can remember, I remember white girls in high school being into makeup, but I never remember any black girls want anything beyond some lip Lip gloss. gloss. (laughs) Like That damn lip gloss. If we didn't have nothing That oil on your lips. We had some shiny ass lips, brother. I'll tell you that. The lips, okay. Like, I had friends uh, who, like, I mean, the whole foundation, the eyebrows, the eyeshadows, and I ain't no nan nigga in my group (laughs) anywhere (laughs) who was like, girl, yes, let let me go get, like, nobody black that I knew was was into makeup like that until it wasn't until i got youtube to, it wasn't oh youtube hmm. mm-hmm. striking it literally wasn't until i got to high school 16 years old boarding school massachusetts that i realized girls were number one flat flat ironing their hair every day mm-hmm. and putting on makeup like this girl was waking up at five o'clock in the morning to put to take her shower flat iron her hair and put on makeup every damn day see and that wasn't my story that wasn't my no, call to glory I, my bun uh and go right with um, my lip gloss and you know too i think that like i don't know like this kind of goes into we can kind of transition this into what it looks like now with um social media and with the absence of social media like well, how did that play a role in how we got to develop our sense of self and sense of like comfort in our skin because i couldn't imagine being a child now like all right so we had music videos we had the video girls but if you look at video girls then like circa 2005 six seven and all that kind of stuff if you look at the music videos we were looking at and you look at the music videos that teenagers see now you you would see a lot more women who looked like people that you know. And I know that... What year? I'm thinking of, like, early 2000s. Hmm. Like, when 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, like, it looked like women you... you it wasn't this unattainable kind of beauty, beauty or something mm-hmm. like you... Like, nowadays, everybody has access to plastic surgery and can get almost the exact same procedures to like there's Look I for, just like somebody else like there's this woman i think uh, it's, it's scotty pippen's ex-wife now larsa pippen mm-hmm. larsa pippen almost looks like kim kardashian that's how and i don't know how much of that is her face and what's not her face i mean like the most drastic i think person with the change is probably kylie jenner her because that 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 where she looks now in the face that she had prior to, it's like a whole new person. So it's just like everybody, because you can you can get plastic surgery on um credit now. Like you can yeah, li- you face. you can go because I I remember I was going to get a facial somewhere and I, this woman was explaining to me the other procedures that they offered there and I she said um oh well there is uh lipo of was it laser lipo that you can get Mm -hmm. and she said how much it was and it was like oh okay wow that's not as expensive as i thought And she's like well yeah you could also get it with the credit something there's a special kind of credit that is strictly for like surgery like plastic surgery or whatever and you go on get your procedure and you pay on it like you paying on a pair of louboutins you know like I mean, like, so I, I can I can imagine I that cannot. in this day and age where you are faced with constant reminders that your waist isn't as small, your butt isn't as big, your face isn't as symmetrical, your teeth aren't as straight. Like, it's it was hard growing up for us with the images that we had, the beauty images that we had, because not they weren't there. Yeah. But I mean, it's ten times that now because people are literally building. Because it, like it, perfect, yeah, people. it was limited. Yeah, it was limited. It was like basically who you went to school with. Yeah, it looked like like it looked like girls that you saw in class. Yes, and so this is not to knock plastic surgery because let's keep it a buck ten. Like I at one point considered, oh well, what could I could I possibly get some butt augmentation? Because that has been something I think all throughout my life has been my weight, like being smaller not fitting into a certain type of aesthetic or whatever Mm -hmm. and at one point like maybe two years ago or something like that I was like seriously considering how can I afford 
a um, BBL, which is like a Brazilian butt lift. But thankfully, over time, I was just like, and again, this is not to knock anyone who gets those. Because I think that, I mean, it's a slippery slope with talking about people's self-esteem and getting surgeries or anything like that Mm -hmm. like you know like at one end people are like well I'm doing it just so I can have you know be more confident in me but it's just like but in order to get to that point there's something that you don't like about yourself but then you want like it's just it's 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 a it's a slippery slope and I'd rather not go down it but I just know for me personally I had to get to a point where I was just like look this is the ass that the Lord gave you (laughs) and someone wants to clap that ass Oh, oh <laughs> like you know, like it, somebody's gonna like it. Somebody's gonna like it. Somebody's going to be like, "That's just enough for me." And fuck what I mean, just what anybody else would like. Girl, look at yourself in the mirror. You bad. Like you, you have a perfect body for you. And if you were to go and try and go and get that BBL, imagine throwing that ass on them little stick legs that you got. You're gonna look stupid. That shit looks ridiculous. You're gonna look like a drum mallet. So, so, you know, like I was just like, I had to really have a walk and a talk with me. And this is like, it was almost like the same thing, like with the hair, like when I went natural and I just really started to embrace, cause I couldn't imagine like in high school, I could not imagine me with an Afro cause that's how hard I clung, like I clung. I almost said clang, my God. But um, that's how hard I clang to it. I clang to it, y'all. I clang to that. I was clanging to that hair. (laughs) But no, for real. Like, I was really, like, just my hair meant so much to me. And so to go through a transition in which my hair had been as short as, like, maybe, like, mid neck, I think it was the shortest that it had ever been. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Ooh, okay. Because, like, the, the how I got there was that somebody did a trim on me. Like, the person I was usually going to wasn't available, so I hopped in somebody else's chat. She said, oh, you need a trim. Girl, I got a trim, and she, boy, did she trim me. I cried Gosh. when I got back at home. Like, home, I saw, I unwrapped my head and saw how short my hair was. I cried. I said I looked like a page boy. I went into the fast, like, I, I went and found the Hesto and picked up the first packs of 18 inch I could find and had somebody gluing that shit in the same night. Like, I was pressed. But to to get from that point, to be able to be like, look, I'm about to throw this fro in this bun and y'all going to take me as I am and y'all going to like literally deal. But it's also we in a a spirit, like we're in a place now, though, that natural hair, thankfully, is much more well received. Yes, it is. It is much more well received. But at the same time, this weave is out of control. Okay, I it like I like control. weave. I like weave. Yes, it's out of control. I, I like what's out of, control. out of control about it. What's out of control about it is that it it just goes back to not necessarily adults. Adults are very are much more. I give them much more credit in terms of being clear minded about mm-hmm. you know what aesthetic they want to go for and what look. Like I said, I like to play dress up, and so mm-hmm. sometimes I want my my hair really sleek. Mm-hmm. And long looking to go with my look. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Or sometimes you want a bob. Sometimes you want that bun. Sometimes mm-hmm. you want the curls. It depends. You want to get a girl ponytail. Definitely. All of these things. So I get that. But, you know, when when these kids are walking into school with these weaves and eventually they don't have edges. Okay. So younger children getting. Yes. I think that's a that's no, an issue. I get that. Because I think if the, the earlier you introduce that to them and they become reliant on that look yeah i think that that can mess with their self-esteem because the moment they don't have it the moment mom no longer is paying for you to get i can't afford it yeah like the sew-ins of things i mean we don't want kids to basically think they're ugly without their accessories Right, right, and it is an accessory like extensions are an accessory that it, it is literally an extension of yourself kind of you know like of another way that you can look another kind of just twist to your, your look your basically look. Mm-hmm. so i mean yeah no i think that that's 
something too that we have to be very careful about because I don't want to shame people who wear extensions because I've worn extensions. I'm not opposed to them. I've been saying that I wanted a wig for a, Ma'am, a while. Do I now. want a wig? I want and I want a wig by that boy Alonzo who's right. on Instagram. I mean, he makes those things look, look amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have like a thousand, two thousand dollars to get the wig. As soon as I get it, though. And then get it in, girl. We I want to go in, I would go and sit in Alonzo's chair. I, I mean, like you know, like so. I can't say anything negative about people getting extensions because, um, yeah, I mean, I fucks with extensions. But however, I think too, we just have to be really careful about how we introduce our babies to them because we want them to love the hair that's underneath as well. Exactly. And if you don't love the hair that's underneath, you won't take care of the hair that's underneath. Like, there's a lot of people who have um, just their hair is just is just fucked up underneath there. And because they don't tend to it, it's it's just cover it up, cover it up, cover it up. Yeah. And now they're missing hair. Their hair, their ends are broken off. They don't have no edges anymore. Like, they almost have to wear the weave or the wig now because... They didn't care about the hair underneath. And so, yeah, no, we have to promote that to our babies. And that's why I'm just so happy about stuff like Black Girls Rock and My Black is Beautiful and all of these efforts to make black girls feel beautiful in every shape, size, form. Like, I wish I would have seen more of those kinds of things as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, for real, colorism was hitting me hard. Like, having a certain shape was hitting Like, it, it almost, like, at one point, I really thought, like, there's a there's something wrong with me as a black woman to not have hips and ass. Yeah. And, like, I'm supposed to be a brick house. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? How do I gain weight? How do I, you know, like, I don't have nothing going for me or whatever like that. And then it really fucks with you because it's like the black dudes don't want you. The white dudes don't want you. <laughs> like, who wants me? Right. Like, Q Queen needs somebody to love me. Like, you know, like, it was just, it, it really fucked with me. So, I think nowadays we are really getting into a, a really good stride with trying to combat European beauty standards and how, like, the damage that that has done to the black psyche as far as loving ourselves, appreciating ourselves. Like, I love my Negro nose with my Jackson 5 nostrils. When I see black women, I look at other sisters and think, how could anyone look at us and not think that we are, like, fucking goddesses walking this earth? Like, beautiful. To like and that and that is and that's all shades. Like I mean, from the deepest, darkest of nights, which I like. Those there's this one model who's walking for the Victoria's Secret one runway show, and mm-hmm. I remember seeing this video on Instagram of her walking up to the actual casting call, and I mean, like she took my breath away. Like that's just how stunning she was, and I cannot remember her name, but like her her skin tone was just so beautiful and smooth, and it was like this really deep 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 um color and it was just almost like it reminded me of like kind of like this bluish black kind of like nighttime shade and I'm just like how can anyone look at her and think that's unattractive right like how and you have to think back to how basically white people told us we were unattractive that we were subhuman that we were not good enough that we would never match up or anything like that that something was wrong with your nose something was wrong with that kinky ass hair something's wrong with your skin color and then it's a fit to fit into certain spaces or be welcomed into certain spaces your appearance had to be as such right and so so it just i mean it perpetuated itself yeah so i mean whether i have a son or a daughter I'm going to be so intentional about making sure that they view their blackness as something that is incredible that is something that is unmatched and not that they're better than anybody I don't want to you know do that but I want to make sure that they really just love and embrace themselves and see in themselves what I couldn't see in me for a very long time and And then preparing them for these mean ass kids yeah yeah damn mean yeah when you talk about about bullying you bullying you also have to talk about making sure kids know how to stand up for themselves so that's another thing, but, um, 
Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And I mean, we didn't even really talk too much about like the social media thing, but we can hit that real quick because I, I can't even lie. After all that work to build up my self-esteem and whatnot, if you stay on Instagram too long... You Baby, it 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 might I, it might touch you. You gotta be you careful. Will, you will be touched. It might touch you that because I mean, what's her name? What um, what is that woman's name? It's Bernice, but I think Burgos is the last name. Uh-huh. If you stay on her page too long, it'll have you just uh, I'll the, get trying to go. Them thoughts of getting that BBL okay. might creep back up on you. But like, and she, but she's been open and honest, and I think that that's one thing that I think will make the whole conversation around surgery flow a little better mm-hmm. if women were more forthcoming and honest about the different procedures that they had it could help i think lessen this whole idea of like you know like i have to be like her or, or she's so beautiful gosh why can't i because i mean it's she looks that way because she was able to get procedures done whether on the table or in a hotel room, which I think that that's, that's how she said she got her ass done was she unfortunately got those, you know, illegal butt shots. And hopefully that does not affect her health down the line. So far, I think she's doing okay. But, you know, that's, that's liable to turn into anything, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, it's just like being forthcoming. And I think just opening that conversation up and telling young women that, you know, I've been there. I've been where you are, where you may be questioning your looks and things. And I'm not, I think, and I think she may have said that. It's like, I'm not encouraging young women to, you know, go out and do this. This is something I just did for me, but just being honest and saying, this isn't, this isn't some, you know, like I didn't, I didn't sprout out this way. Like I go to the gym, my six pack is from six days at the gym (laughs) and my breasts are from Dr. Miami and my ass is from, um, Quita from Round the Way who had the hookup on the silicone. You know, like that That conversation, I think, will help a lot of young women kind of feel a little bit... It'll normalize it a little bit more. Because right now, I think a lot of people are looking at these women on Instagram and thinking, God, why didn't I come out that way? You know, like, what happened and stuff. And you start questioning everything about yourself. And it's like, sis, they didn't come out that way either. Right. You know, but... And that's again not to shame them, but it's just to be honest, because that's what I think. That's what makes me what grinds my gears about that little Kylie Jenner girl so much is that it went from oh I was overlining my lips, sis. If I take a lip liner right now and I, I draw <laughs> a line around my mouth, niggas will notice. <laughs> you can't tell me that my lips are like you. People won't see that these lips are not. Over like there's not like oh oh Chanel got oh shit see we all saying our fucking names today my gosh <laughs> but, come on Bree oh lord <laughs> but people are like oh Bree got bigger lips now or something like that it's like uh false um you got um a ring around your mouth like <laughs> that's what that is <laughs> so got but, a ring around your mouth <laughs> but um girl you look like a, like a dirty tub like no, what's happening no. but um but she said oh what well, I was just overlining my lips and it's like well no sis that that's not overlining your lips your lips are substantially larger than they were you had very very small lips and now they're they look rather thick you know and then of uh, the same thing with her body too it's gonna be like oh i gained 30 pounds oh i um uh, it was puberty like i'm gonna tell you right now straight up if you built a certain type of way i'm telling you no matter how much weight you gain, you don't grow into a Coke bottle body if you built without if you didn't come in here with a Coke bottle body. But I would say you can develop some cheeks. You can de- so here's the thing, because I'll I'll use me as an example. I was really small, but the way my body is shaped, okay. the, the weight that I've gained All right. and whatnot, it's it's hit certain places, but I, it it didn't change my shape. The you hips know? on demand. Like <laughs> I'm gonna leave my hips alone. <laughs> but no, like I'll be looking at you like what? Girl, what is but, happening? <laughs> Stop eating. <laughs> yeah, no, I do have some hips on me now, but like, but like I mean, you know, like I already had like a little shape. The weight just filled in the shape that I had. Yeah. So like with certain people, like the way people were built with weight gain, I've seen different people with who had certain shapes or whatever, and when they gain weight, the shape doesn't like 
the shape of their the natural shape of their body doesn't change you just see that they've gained weight and it's just filling in the shape that they had so all i'm saying with kylie jenner is that and this is not to be ugly but sis did not have hips and sis did not have ass and no matter how much weight she gained she can gain a whole bunch of weight but if you shape like a box you're just gonna become a bigger box you know like box shape as in like she has square hips so for her to sit there and tell people for you know like to allow people to believe that that was just you know some oh i gained 20 30 pounds or oh that was just puberty and all that kind of stuff when your whole face changed when your whole body transformed into something like entirely different overnight like that's that is there are young, impressionable people who do not need to be lied to in that manner because that fucks with their head. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, why didn't... If, that, if that's all it takes, if it's just puberty, then I'm just waiting on puberty, girl. Like, that's... You know, and sometimes you're right. Puberty does, you know, shape some... Like, some people come out of puberty looking a little bit like, wow. You know, like, it does change your shape and you do go from... Like stick stickly to Betty Boop. Stick stickly. It <laughs> happens. However, in this case, from everything that I've seen, most people, your shape or whatever like that is going to be a shape. So all I'm saying is be honest. Be it's okay to be honest. I think people are afraid that they're gonna get shamed, which yeah, there are people who shame people, but I think there's more people who would be more, you know, like just they're they're eager to hear your honesty. Yeah. And I think that as far as little black girls who are kind of inundated with these images of how, you know, a baddie or, you know, Instagram baddie is supposed to look and all that kind of stuff. They even have um, white women now apparently um, basically cosplaying as black women now. That's been a thing on Twitter. Where there's like deepening of the skin. This girl said she was taking melatonin. Or she was not taking melatonin. Get out of my face with that. I said, oh, so... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... I didn't know... You get dark overnight, you sleeping? Like, the the sleep is changing? (laughs) Or the lack of sleep? (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, (laughs) people not sleep as much? Girl, I don't know what happened or whatever like that. I got real confused. I was like, oh, melatonin, right. But anyway... Okay, So, like, I mean... Melatonin, sure. They have have women out here who are basically falling over themselves to have even the slightest kind of aesthetic that, you know, black (laughs) women walk around with on the daily from our skin tone, from to our lips, to our hips, to ass, to just the, because we all don't have that certain type of, I mean, but we have, black women have certain features and things like that. And some, a lot of people are just trying to get to that. So all I'm saying is that I want people, I want, particularly right now in this conversation, I, I want for a lot more black girls, I want for all black girls to really just love up on themselves and realize that no matter how you look no matter how yeah no matter how you look because whatever beauty is subjective we are all uniquely and wonderfully made and I think that we have to just make sure that we appreciate each other more and appreciate other women you know like other aesthetics and stuff and don't let this idea of we have to look a certain way get into our head because we know from our own experiences growing up what that looks like what having bad self-esteem looks like how having bad self-esteem can fuck with you in other ways yeah you know and i mean we we touched on on women but we didn't even touch on men yeah i mean shit we can have a whole conversation about um men cutting their head and um fades beards and beards and versus no beards. Beards versus no beards and um like uh, hair I'm re- versus no hair. I'm loving this kind of thing where black men are growing out their hair and stuff like you know just really appreciating their hair and nothing, there's nothing wrong with a fade because I love a good fade. Yeah, I love a couple of you know waves and things like that. Like that's cute and all. Um, but I also am feeling this kind of vibe where black men are just like really embracing their their kinky curls and hopefully y'all are taking a uh you know a, a page out of black women's books and moisturizing um 
and I washing and, and detangling. Because I don't want y'all to just grow it out and not take care of it. Nah. I need y'all to make sure them them ends are moisturized. You yeah. know? Like, take care of it. Take care of it. But I think we've been talking for a while. And um, we also have to talk about other things that I found rather interesting. Alright. So we Josen and we break in. And tell us your uh your your lock stories, your beauty journeys. Yeah, talk to us. And if you're listening to this and you heard our real names and you didn't know us in real life, don't go try and find us Please. on social media. Appreciate you. It's for our career. Alright, bye. <laughs> until wait, until like two minutes from now. <laughs> Okay, so now on to our social media segment. I'm just kick this off. Jill Scott, I see you, sis. I see you. Man. I am here with you. I mean, you know, like, I'm here with you. I feel like, man, I feel so censored now because I said my, my real name in the last segment. Now I'm fucked up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, because it's just mostly cool, cool ass people who listen to this anyway. I think we cool, but um, yeah, from um, fellatio queen to fellatio queen, I see you, sis, and I what? fucks with that. <laughs> I was not expecting that when I said you would be all right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but no, for real though. Like she, I was really tickled, especially when she got to the part. So wait, so let's back up. Dude, this. I don't know if everybody has seen this video yet, but if you have not, take a moment to go and check out Jill Scott. Just type in hashtag Jill Scott. Just type in hashtag Jill Scott. You don't even have to look up the specifics, but Sis was at a show. I'm not sure what song she was singing, but she looked lovely. Her dress was very nice. Her she hair was popping. And um, Sis was basically out here sucking invisible dick. She was doing uh hand motions. I mean, with both hands. She she was doing the no hands. She was doing the double licked, jerk. Pretend licked her uh her hand and then played with. She found the taint. The balls like <laughs> like for real though. Like sis was she, really it, showing you, you how to do what you do. <laughs> When you need to do what you do. <laughs> and then pretended as if he <laughs> got a little came nut on her face. Nut on her lip. Okay. <laughs> and she, and she rubbed that she shit rubbed in like lip gloss. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Nah, like for real though, people people like Jill Scott. Jill Scott is no like I imagine that singers give good head. Yeah, she not she's she she not no like just uh just what what's the word I'm looking for? What I'm trying to say? She's not no goody goody, you know. Nah, like she, she's never been, never been. Like sis is about that life, and so you know, apparently, you know, like with the shows that other people have seen of her, I've seen only seen her at Essence, but I've seen her like twice or three times or whatever. And she's an incredible performer. But people are like, oh yeah, sis has been doing this at shows for for forever. And if you listen to her music, I mean, it's like okay, Jill, I see you. I see you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this isn't out the way, but people on Facebook are having a fucking field day and it's too funny because somebody, I, one of my Facebook friends was like, oh, I know what I want for Christmas. I want that Jill Scott. Oh my God. I'm going to start calling it that Jill Scott. I'm like, y'all better act like y'all ain't got some head before. God damn. <laughs> Can like, you just imagine her just hitting all kinds of notes and vibrations while she's uh doing her best job i mean she could probably teach us all a thing or two on how to um top somebody off because sis really was like i mean you can tell that she has the skill and everybody ain't got the skill now not a lot of people know to go and jingle jangle some balls every now and then okay <laughs> Jingle, jangle. jingle, jangle, jingle, and if you have never touched that little spot between the balls and the anus, that little patch of skin or whatever like that, try it. Oh, Change no. a nigga life. He must be fully washed and bathed. Well, I didn't say put your mouth himself. on it. I don't. I know, but about <laughs> my fingers and things, that's just close. I well, yeah. You would hope that the man that you're about to has bathed. Yeah, I would I would hope Yeah, but I know, mean if something you know. ain't right before your face even hit the tip 
of his dick, you gonna smell something ain't right. So you don't even have to worry about, about, oh gosh, what about the taint? No, if if you gonna know when something ain't right, and so you're not even gonna put your face close to it. So, but yeah, no, Jill. Everybody's talking about Jill. Jill Jill's got Jill is Jill. Jill is Jill, and I appreciate her openness. And like, I was, I'm still tickled by her at that little video she did when she went to go see Beyonce's concert, and she was like standing for Beyonce. And it's just so funny to see other celebrities like stand for their, you know, their uh, colleagues and things, you know, because it's just like, uh, you were also like incredible and whatnot. And like, you were standing for this other incredible person and I cannot deal because like, I love you both, but like, you really feel like about her, like I feel about Beyonce, you know? So no, I, I, I like, I like that a lot, but, um, what else is happening other than, cause we, that, cause we, we just kind of dived right on into that. Um, yes, we did. What else is going on on social media? One of the the city girls um said somebody's getting flued out. Oh, did she spell it that way? Well, she didn't spell it. So what happened was apparently, I don't have the front end of this story, but apparently there was some contest uh, um, where some contestant or whatever would win a trip to, I don't know where, but maybe Miami or something to hang with the city girls and maybe go to a show or something of that nature, which I'm assuming this must be when the other one gets out of um, prison because... You know, like, oh why would you hang out with just one of them? I would imagine you want to hang out with both of them. So maybe that's something that's, you know, like a, a kind of celebration of when she gets out. I don't know. I have not paid much attention to them since that whole homophobia scandal thing. Okay. But um, the young lady was like, yes, the, the contest is real. Uh, We're going to, like, you know, you're going to get flued out and then... So the video I saw was somebody who had already kind of like edited the video. So like they were, they they were playing the video and then it would be their face like looking and then they play the video again. Like it kept repeating the whole flute out part. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So the person in me who was like particular about grammar and all that kind of and how people talk, I was just like, sis, I know in all your days you ain't never heard nobody say no goddamn flute out spell it you know like uh, some people just don't know their past tense right and but but then that was the other thing too because i was like all right look let me not knock that aav eat like you know like african-american was it vernacular english is that what aave i think that's what it is but okay. let me just say you know like our ebonics how we say things we we are very unique and how we pronounce things and reuse words and give them other meanings. I just recently have somebody say to me actually all the time that they're frustrated. Frustrated? Yeah. I mean, shit, I almost said clang. As in, as in frustrated, <laughs> but frustrated. Frustrated. I saw someone try to spell out pedestal, but they said out they said pedal stool. Pedestal. Okay, so you know what? All right, we getting off track. Okay. But anyway, for real though, I was like flewed out so that's an ongoing joke right now and i think that as far as holding it down for the city girls young miami i don't know how well she's doing with it because this is one thing then there was the whole video of her when somebody was interviewing her about the kind of men that she dates and she was saying oh well there was this guy and he was real nice and he was all this that and the third but i had to you know basically cut him off because he was too nice like oh, i want shit. like she want that like hood booger love, like that roughneck kind of shit, and I'm just like, mm. you know what? And that's a conversation for a whole nother day. You do, cause you think you want it. Cause you think you think you want that, but then it's like, do you want to bring your baby to visit the nigga in jail? No. Do you want to be crying like Taraji P Henson and Baby Boy at the funeral or whatever like that? No. No. You know, like, do you want to be ducking and dodging bullets with that nigga? No. no. So, like, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I mean, I guess I get it because it's this whole, like, idea of ride or die. That and, and wish I wish would die. That. I think it's a little bit more than that. And, I mean, but y'all it relate. Is that, it is that idea about ride or die. It's this deal. It's a situation about relation and being able to relate to somebody that's from the same place. And then right. I feel like it's also about these guys are normally the ones who 
can protect you. Yeah, and there's a sense of like this tough guy thing and blah, 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 which truthfully, I don't know why a lot of men believe that that is what when, like you can you can still be like a, a rough tough ass nigga and have a regular job you know like you you know like you don't have to we everybody is not out here looking for um pablo escobar's um black offspring or whatever you know like we yeah. we want stable relationships and things with people who you know god they can they can have a little little toughness to them or whatever like that but no no, I have absolutely no desire to put money on your books. I don't. I don't want to. Mm-mm. I didn't go through Bro. all this and bust my ass to be in school, to be somebody's doctor, so-and-so. And then you sit up there and you put money on the damn books and they call somebody else. Like, right, they the they josing you or whatever like that, but they got somebody else that's, look, all right, now we... we <laughs> all right. <laughs> and now we getting into stuff. Now we getting into stuff. <laughs> Look, we gonna tread lightly on um, tread lightly on the relationship topics, but anyway, yeah, I think that as far as she is concerned, I don't know how. Like, I think as far as city girls are concerned, there's two ways that this can go. They can either fizzle out because the hype got ended too soon because JC had to go to jail, or they're going to come back and it's going to be like uh, just uh it's going to be with the same excitement that was there when meek mill got out of jail when like that same kind of hype when remy got out of jail which remy might have dis- disappointed me so bad that i just another time another day but anyway you know like that same kind of you know free jt all that hype or whatever like that they're gonna come out and hopefully whatever they come out with so I guess hopefully for them, it's strong enough to get them back to that same kind of, you know, peak that they had hit when they first came out. And there was so much, you know, excitement around them with they with songs like I'll Take Your Man and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, I we'll see. We'll see what's going on with, with them or I, they'll see. I don't know. I'm not paying attention. Okay. I wish I could pay attention. I'm so sad that people keep disappointing me. And whatnot, because, like, but hey, here we are. Anything else that's going on? Um, not much. I just feel like we need to start giving more news from our New Orleans area. I just want to say rest in peace to Young Greatness. Oh, Teddy. yeah. You're right. You're um, right. The violence in our city and in all of these inner cities is just is beginning to I mean it's always been just terrible. Um yeah. It's senseless. That's so it's so destructive. It's so unfortunate. Um so I just want to promote stop the violence. Um and besides just promoting it, I really would encourage people to think about some strategic plans to actually um end gun violence and end murder. Um, between black on black on black murder basically and that is like oh my gosh I think that would be a really great topic to talk about too because I mean like there's so much it's it's such a a gray area because it's, it's so not black and white like on the one end you know what role systemic violence play or systemic oppression plays in the violence that you see in your city but you also know that there are bits and pieces you know, like of our culture, different aspects of our culture within like kind of subcultures within our communities that promote that kind of lifestyle yeah. or, you know, and uh, whatever lifestyle it may be that would find where you find one. yourself on at the end of a gun. And a lot of times, too, there's a lot of people who aren't even involved in that. Yeah. It, but it's like you, you, but the people who are shooting folks or whatever have been convinced in some form of fashion that this is just the way it is you know and so we have to have a conversation about what that looks like because i don't think that it's a simple solution and we should not treat it as such at all like and us standing outside marching ain't gonna do it right like it's it's so much like we can say stop the violence we ought to continue to say stop the violence 
but um those words need to be followed by some 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 more action right and and also we should definitely support the actions that are currently taking place too because i also you know i'm very anti this idea of nobody's doing anything no that's That's false that's yeah that's false that's true there's plenty of people who are trying their best working day in and day out to make a difference but they cannot do it alone and it does not help when there are people who are saying that nothing is being done because then you turn people away from you know like oh they think oh well nothing's really being done and that's not what's happening you have to seek them out there's a lot of people who are not even like hiding in the shadows like batman trying to you know save the day there's people out here bright in in the day you know like have their they have their mentoring programs they're out here doing outreach with the youth and like they're working in the schools they're working in the neighborhoods you know like they are responding to uh gang violence they're responding to gun violence like we have an in the beef hotline and i don't have the number in front of me but you know like there are different efforts that are being that are taking place to try and help to make a difference and so we also have to do our part and maybe we're not in the streets with them, but you can support them financially. You can tell other people about them. If you have family members that you know that are involved in things that could potentially bring them into harm's way, or you know the person who can potentially harm someone, you know, like you got to intervene. Um, you know, like I know a lot of people will be like, you know, love they rest in peace t-shirts and shit, but if you know the nigga out here down bad, you know, like if he if you know, you sometimes you got to be that family member that has that tough conversation and it just it has to be it has to go from like this micro system to this macro system like we all play a part. Yeah. And you know, and so like you know, I know we got serious on y'all real quick as shit. We went from talking about sucking dick to stopping the gun violence, but that's okay. I mean, but I, I, I had to say, <laughs> say R.I.P. We couldn't go the episode without doing that. Yeah, no, uh, you know, rest in peace to Young Greatness. I did not know uh, of him beyond his, you know, music on the radio. However, I know a good number of people knew him personally right. and, you know, could speak of how wonderful of a person that he was. Right. And it's it's just really sad to see somebody so young um, perish, especially right. in that manner. Right. And I, I, I just want, I want to, to see a day in which this conversation is in a different direction. Like, we're talking about how, damn, it's been so long since someone got shot versus damn somebody got shot again you know so right we we get we'll get there we'll get there i hope so and i think um i I mean we can definitely talk about this another time but i just think that once we all begin to realize that every person that dies somebody's child somebody's cousin somebody's Mm -hmm. uh friend yeah somebody's significant other they mean somebody they mean something to someone right they mean something to someone you know, and if, if, if somebody, you know, like by any chance, if somebody who's doing something stuff or whatever like that and you listening to this show, I mean, we don't know who all listens to this. So it can't hurt to just put this out there. Know that your life is valuable and we have we care about you. There's plenty of people that care about you and want to see you do great. So somebody telling you to to get out of that lifestyle or whatever like that or to do better. They're not saying that to, you know, down you or get on your nerves or anything like that. They're saying that shit because they love you and they want to see you live and prosper. So, I mean, I know that shit is hard, especially when you've been in that shit for a long time. But somebody who, like, when people love you for real, for real, like, for real, for real, I'm not saying that you're not loved by people who look the other way. They maybe just don't know what to say or just... Again, that is, is a thing that people have just become accustomed to. But, like, for real, somebody who fuck with you or whatever like that, they're they going to tell you this ain't it. This ain't it because it only ends so many ways. Very few people, you know, jump to the... They, they, everybody wants to be, you know, living in the mansions and flying high and saving up their money. And, yeah, I got out the game and now I'm living in Beverly Hills. Hmm. I don't see too many of those stories. So, 
for your sake, for your family's sake, for people who fuck with you, who love you, and all that kind of stuff, just consider other options. Right. And I think that that would be a good way to end it. Yeah. I mean, I want to end on a happy, a funny-ass note, but here we all being somber and shit. Man, you gotta pay your respects. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's been, y'all, bear with us. I mean, school is right at the end, so we have a lot of work that we're trying to crank out. And we're also, you know, personal life stuff. It's it's so much. But we talked about this last time on the other episode about just being, you know, like black women superheroes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you have to take off the cape and you have to be a human being. And it's hard. And you just got to be, be with those feelings. And like, yeah, school is weighing me down right now. Yeah, personal life stuff is fucking me up right now. You know, like. Agreed. We're going to do that. But I think I have an idea for our next episode, but I'm going to tell you about it after we stop recording. Okay. Because we keep on trying to end and not ending. Right. But hey, a little longer episode to make up for time lost. So uh, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for fucking with us. Um, Thank you for listening. I know that we probably have some people who listen to this who are like, stop cursing so much, Bree. I'm trying, y'all. It's in my vocabulary. My daddy taught me. So like... Huh? I wonder if I've cursed a lot. No, you don't. Not nearly as much. I mean, the F word comes out of my lips as easily as hello. So, like, (laughs) I'm just really appreciative, though, of everyone who has listened, who supported, who sent kind words. Thank you guys so much. We're going to continue to put out content and be more consistent. And um, when we have these little breaks, stay with us on this journey. We're it's only up from here. Thanks, and we Josen. We Josen, y'all. Later.